Eat, Drink, Smoke. Tony Katz, April D. Gregory, and Fingers Malloy. It is the podcast where we uh, eat the fine food. We drink the fine bourbon. We smoke the fine cigars. And as always, we start with bourbon because that's exactly what you should do. Uh, to be bourbon, by the way, it doesn't have to be made in Kentucky, one of the great myths. But it does have to be in oak barrel, uh, American oak charred uh, barrel. It has to be 51% corn, and then there are rules about proof into the barrel, into the bottle, and the only way to in any way change a bourbon is with water, and that's only to change the proof. If you do it in any other kind of a situation, no longer a bourbon. Now, this oh, this whole month, because we're into December, and, and by the way, happy Hanukkah, because uh, <laughs> I'm the only person who's going to wish you that. Um, it, we talk a lot about things that are good with cigars and bourbon for certain situations, so I wanted to go through the gifting. And on this whole month is going to be about gifting, uh, uh, bourbon and cigars that make great gifts. And we're starting simple and working our way up. This is how uh, we're doing it. So we'll get to that in cigar. But for the bourbon, uh, I went with Booker's. Now, there are more there are less expensive bourbons that you could pick and you could choose and start with. I'm starting right here because Booker's is fantastic on every uh, single uh, level, uh, described different ways by different people, but uh, a bit of vanilla. You're gonna get, you're gonna feel about that corn uh, going on uh, w- with you. That's how you're gonna f- uh, feel it. The proof in this is about 120 uh, to 130. Uh, and now I've, I don't know why some people think it in different ways. I think the bottle's gonna tell you uh, where you're at uh, with with the the proof. But it is not a weak bourbon. It is smooth. It is. It has got a, a full a body to it. You're gonna get uh, those those hints. I said of vanilla and, and of caramel. When they talk about that that little bit of corn, that's what they mean. Sometimes referred to it like if you in a corn whiskey is butterscotch is the kind of flavor that that you get uh, out of it. You're gonna get the vanilla. Some people again talk about things like cherry. I'm never able to pick that out. I can't do it. I cannot pick out the fruit flavors uh, that come from the bourbon. But so we we're doing it neat. And we have a side of chips, uh, right, is, is the way we're doing it. Um, I'm going to let you guys go first right there into it. And you are right there, uh, April? You're going to do the whole Kentucky Chew? Right. So the Kentucky Chew is the way you actually move the bourbon around your mouth. You actually chew it. You want it to get all in there. Here she goes. April D. Gregory. She's nose into the glass. And she's she's chewing. She's giggling and chewing. Almost spewing. Right. right. Are you all right? It's because she does the chew. I, I don't. I don't agree with the chew. Oh my gosh, April, you're right. Yeah. Strong. Uh huh. The tip of my tongue is burning, and so is my throat. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's how you know it's got flavor. Hold on, wait. Ooh. Okay, so sweet, which is a little bit on the nose too, right? The nose yeah. has got a, got a fair amount of sweet going on in it. I'm giving it, I'm giving it a multiplicity of of sniffs, right? Oak leather caramel are often described in the leather. Nose. Why do I want to drink oh, leather? Oh, a cigar that has a leather flavor. Oh, a leather taste. I love. Oh, hold on. Let me. Did you did you do one fingers? I've did never you? tasted a boot before. Mm. Why do I want to? Why would? Why do I want to taste leather in bourbon? Oh, that's good. Wait, I'm not tasting you know, any neither one here. of you knows anything. That's fine. It's good. All right, no, no, a tongue is definitely tingling. And that's not true on every one of them. That wasn't true on uh, some of the other things that, that we've done. That's, oh, that's good. Oh, I don't even think you need the ice the for that. The second drink was definitely sip, better. Yeah. Right? It was mm-hmm. just, oh, it went right in, right into the cubes for fingers. You Listen, dumped it right well, in, man. I just am not. All the chips. I just am not. I like the big cube. 
I, I, I don't drink anything warm. I don't like warm water. I like everything to have a chill on it. So, uh, and that includes my bourbon. Um, but this is good. This is good stuff. I was with some a few guy friends last night after oh, the um, hey. Hey. Big Business Ten just champ- picked up. Huh? Okay, after the Big Ten Championship game, and we were at 1933. Ohio State, by the way, beating Northwestern by a billion to two. Yeah, we were at 1933 Lounge, the uh, St. Elmo's uh, cocktail lounge up there, and they were discussing how they all really enjoy bookers. So we were having... Uh, whiskey, what are those called? Whiskey sours? See, but that but if you're what? having bookers, you're not doing it in a whiskey sour. That's ridiculous. That's a shame. I don't know thing that that be. was in are you, are you, the whiskey sour, you, you, but it was the first time I had tasted a whiskey sour. But we, oh. we were they were talking about bookers, and I even thought to myself, we haven't done that yet no, on the yet. show. Now, this is, uh, yeah, don't, don't, be, don't use bookers for a whiskey sour. That's why God made well drinks, you know? This is, no, this is there. Now, leather... It, for me, a leather is 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 a flavor I love on a cigar, but it's about depth, right? It's it's the same thing as as like a, like like a creamy, right? What is creamy, right? It's it's about for me a depth that exists on the palate and and allows those other flavors to kind of kind of expand out. Something that doesn't have that, I think, hits too harsh. So I prefer those kinds of things. Now I am going to throw this on. I've I've got myself down to two ice chips. I am, but I got to tell you. This is the first one in a while since Blanton's where I'm like, you know what? I'm starting to see differences, and I realize some of the reviews I've done in the past weren't weren't. I, I, I would review them differently today. They were honest at the time, but I would totally review them differently today. This is uh, let me ask you this question. Oh, this is OK. Do you find that seasons have a lot to do with how you drink your bourbon? Because I noticed with coffee. I drink cold brew coffee like crazy in the late spring until the early fall, but then when it gets cold, I don't want cold coffee. Do you find yourself more willing to drink your bourbon at room temperature in the winter versus a no. hot July day, no. or it doesn't matter? No, to you no, at all? not 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 for me. I, I just I always do prefer it with, with a chip. I mean, I've everyone will discuss the big rock because it melts slower and everything else. I'm just I'm not there. I want a give me one chip. I know it's going to melt, and but it's going to open it up. Um, and and give me a little bit of that that chill more than just a couple of drops of water will. But no, that's that's me full time. Cigars, oh, cigars are a weather related thing for me, hmm. by 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 far. I do find that I am much more into the Maduros and Oscuros in the winter. I will give uh, Sun Growns uh, a little more love in in the summer. Those humid days, it kind of matches up. Uh, for for sure, I also go sometimes a little bit lighter if it's too oppressive in the summer. Connecticut shade, something something like that that'll bring. You're right now. You oh, like it's it now? so much. It's so good on, on with the ice. The, the ice. Oh, hold on. Love hold it. On. Wait, wait. Maybe I need to switch it to the the this, actual. Rocks this may be glass. my favorite. Really? Because I after three, I'm like uh, three drinks. I'm still not three sure sips. I'm gonna finish it all. Three sips. Not three drinks. Three. <laughs> She's three drinks three in. Sips. She, she got here early. So while we're, we're doing this, and, and we'll get back to it, Japan having a serious whiskey shortage uh, issue. I mean, it, we're talking about Suntory here. So, I mean, this is, uh, this is uh, you know, Bill Murray. For relaxing times, make it Suntory time. See, I could have done that. I could have done that. We all, need to, we all need to make our video of that and, and put it out there. Uh, Suntory announcing that they're pulling their Hakushu 12-year and Hibiki 17 off the market. Now, if you've never had Hibiki, it is wonderful. We should do uh, that review. I know it's here at Blend Bar Cigar, where we uh, do the show in Indianapolis, blendbarcigar.com. 
they're, they, they've uh, pulled those two, and now they're pulling at the Kirin distillery, the Kirin, the Kirin Senroku Cask Age Spirit. So there is this whole thing going on, and it's been kind of percolating for a while that Japanese whiskey is just, they're, they're not able uh, to, to, to keep up. That's the, the, the real problem. They can't simply uh, keep going. They can't keep, uh, keep, keep up with it. It's been kind of incredible and remarkable. So you got to go, you got to go find where you can find uh, th- this this drink while you can. And part of it is also, and this is really weird, and we feel it here in Indiana, and there are other states as well that are big into the craft beer craze, right? Craft beer is everything, except beer is on the downslide, really, and spirits are on the upside because there's an entire millennial world and others who say, if I'm going to drink something, I want to drink something worthwhile. And so they're moving to these kinds of drinks and trying these things because they want the higher end. They want the experience and they don't feel they should have to wait for it, which is kind of kind of fascinating. Uh, so the, the, the whole marketplace of how these things are, are, are kind of percolate and growing is, is incredible and how worldwide this is all becoming. This isn't just us experimenting, practicing and learning. You know what I mean? We have a we don't. I'm no bourbon expert. I just love trying it. I love sharing the what, what it is that's going on and what's happening. By the way, uh, Booker's about eighty bucks a bottle. I mean, it's a, it's a it's a good price. It makes a great gift. Booker, you give somebody a bottle of Booker's, you care. Absolutely, there's no question about it. But have you ever had the the Japanese whiskey? I haven't. It's it's good. I've had it's the H- Habiki sixteen. Which is fantastic. Yeah, you made that up. I, I have I a made that up. Uh, friend of Japanese <laughs> descent. His mom is from Japan. And he said he's been, when the Suntory uh, news came out this week, he said he's actually been stockpiling Suntory because he'll resell it later on when she can't get it. <laughs> yeah. No, oh, there's no doubt. There's no doubt. And it's, it's supply constraints. I mean, it is a supply and demand uh, a conversation. They just simply can't keep up. Well, and like you said, it's a worldwide phenomenon. If Going back to June, the Irish Times, which, by the way, that's where I get all of my news as a Malloy from the right. Irish Times. Nicely done. Uh, they reported back in June that there will be a shortage of Irish whiskey in the coming years. You know, oh, wow. the Jamesons, the Bushmills, because of this, you know, popularity of whiskey and global demand has increased so much that, you know, for instance, Jameson, it ages seven years. You can't just flip a switch. It's not beer and say, okay, we need to up production and right. people will get the, uh, the product immediately. It has to age. What's interesting about this whole shortage in Japan is that a lot of it is attributed to Bill Murray and, and the movie Lost in Translation, which was a Sofia Coppola film, I believe. And he does that. He's, do, he's that actor of doing this fake commercial. Uh, and and he said the whole thing about Centauri uh, Times, right? Um, and for Centauri time, for relaxing times, try it, April. For relaxing times, make it Centauri time. Like, that's what he does, right? He does it over and over and over again. And they attribute that to the growth and the explosion of it. In the same way the movie Sideways with Paul Giamatti and Thomas uh, Hayden Church absolutely destroyed the Merlot business. That whole scene with Giamatti saying he's not going to drink any blanking Merlot destroyed the Merlot business. People are like, yeah, I'm not drinking Merlot. Oh, Merlot's not a good wine. It's culture having this really profound and amazing impact on, on what's happening in, in, in real life, right? So they, they damaged Merlot for years because of that movie. And this, this one scene from, from Bill Murray, uh, absolutely causing it to be a, a shortage for the people at, at Habiki. What there is no shortage of are waffles, and uh, Fingers Malloy, this is, this is a story for you. 
Because if you didn't know, Fingers Malloy has the ability to marry you. The Reverend Fingers Malloy. The, the Reverend. Thank you. The Reverend. Show uh, some the, respect. The, 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 the Reverend Father. Uh, he, can, he can marry you. And, and if, for the right price, Not he like will. Not like marry you, but oh, no, well, marry you and your I don't know. Maybe, maybe he's into that. Yeah, the money's right. 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 You know, no prenup. Right. Fingers is in. Uh, and so he, there is, uh, you know, the, the restaurant Waffle House. I don't know if you've been, uh, April D. Gregory, when you're sober. Uh, but there is a Waffle House. <laughs> no? And, no. Why would you go in there sober? Um, Seriously, though. They're based in Atlanta. 2,100 locations. Everybody loves Waffle House. What well, turns out, Waffle House has a food truck. And the food truck is available to cater your wedding. And this is the most spectacular, wonderful thing ever. Now, I can't, I, I, here in Indianapolis, I'm not going to have them drive up because you got to pay for mileage and everything else. There was a strong part of me that's like, yeah, I want to do this for somebody. I, wanna, I want somebody who will allow me to bring the Waffle House truck to their wedding and cater the thing and just to see what would happen. Just to be like, see, like, would, would people freak out? Would they be like, oh my God, this is Waffle House? Or be like, Waffle House! And then go and, and then uh, buy up. What was that again? Waffle House! Thank you. And. <laughs> And I'm doing it like with the with the rock hands too. Waffle House, I greatest idea ever. Why not food truck for everything? Food truck for freaking everything. I think it's great. You would eat you would eat at the Waffle House oh, food I would. truck. I would eat the and that would be perfect for a wedding if you serve cock. You know, you have cocktail hour after the wedding, and then everybody's drunk, and you're like, Waffle House. Right. See, there it is. There. But is Waffle House the main meal, or is Waffle House what you serve like after the meal has been served? It could be just the like, main meal if you're serious about it, and the people have already drank. Right. That's a lot of drinking. Is should a good wedding be more alcohol or more food? Because I think it's cultural. Because a good wedding, uh, growing up Jewish, a good um, wedding is more food. It's rare to Way find more food. really good food at a wedding. Really? Yeah. Why? It's mostly if it's catered in. It's mostly like that. Barely warm chicken and and green beans and carrots. Where you know? the hell did you go to weddings? Ugh. Oh, most wedding food is crap. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh my god, I, dude. We 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 are not going to the same weddings. Because because oh. first of all, when when I got married, I, there was there was no money, and we spent it all on this wedding, which was a huge mistake. Don't spend it all on the wedding. Honestly, take. Go on, on a honeymoon, go on a vacation, you'll have much more memories, and the people you invite to the wedding, you won't talk to in five years. So don't. Don't waste your money on the insane wedding. Get married, which is the important part, uh, and, and, then, and then go and, and have yourself a great time with memories that matter to you. But man, we did it on a Sunday, because we couldn't afford Saturday night, and we couldn't do sit-down styles, so we did it as a, a very, very large buffet at a, at a hotel in, in New Jersey. Food was off, out of control. Food was the only thing that mattered. I don't even remember if we had a bar. I mean, I know we had a bar, but I have no I, I don't remember anything about the bar in any way, shape, or form. That means it was a good bar. No, oh, is that it? <laughs> yeah. Is that what it means? But I remember the food. <laughs> the, the, the Waffle House thing is such a great idea because as we have come to realize, uh, over 50% of marriages now end in divorce. Why even do Waffle House? It, it is, is White Castle available for catered? Oh, everybody gets their own White sack? Castle has a Valentine's Day. You can have reservations. People do that. Yeah. Oh, my God. They do. They take reservations for, for White Castle, which is a, I think is adorable. What it does is. it matter? You White know what I mean? White good, but also when you're drunk and at 3 a.m. No, White Castle's at never good. Actually, it's good for breakfast, too. What are you talking I about? I almost stopped there this morning at like That's not 5 a.m. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa. What do you mean you almost stopped there at 5 a.m.? The line was long, and I was like, I don't want to No, wait. no, 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 no. The operative word is you stopped there, <laughs> which means you were already traveling at 5 a.m. I was. From, from from downtown. From, oh, is wow. that right? Yeah. Oh, huh. 
Yeah. It's I told a party? you my friends were out and it was after the game. Huh. Yeah. Anything you want to add to that, April? Not a thing. Oh. You sure? That's, that's too bad for the rest of us. That's too bad for the rest of us because this podcast almost got beyond belief. <laughs> <laughs> we may spark Off a new one. <laughs> April After Dark. That starts January 2019. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes. By the way, Eat, Drink, Smoke on iTunes. Make sure you subscribe there. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Do you think it's on right there? Are you on? Are, you there? What's happening? Are there people there right now? Are you looking on Facebook? You should. Eat, drink, smoke, Tony Katz, April Gregory, April D. Gregory, and Fingers Malloy. Uh, so on Facebook, you find us at Eat, Drink, Smoke, and you can always find me. Uh, Tony Katz Radio is where you find me before anything. And, and I want to get back to where everybody is with the bourbon. We're doing bookers uh, today. Not, not a small batch or anything uh, anything special, just, just straight up uh, bookers, man. How about just a, a, a thought for Alaska? These earthquakes, they've been going on now for almost what was it, two, three days. Brutal 7.0 uh, right near Anchorage, uh, Alaska. Absolutely devastating on on every single level. Just whipping up roadways. Uh, you, there were there were video from from uh, television stations uh, out there. Just the destruction of, of of the property that happened out there. It was awful, absolutely awful. And because it's Alaska, it doesn't get as much play. Right, we don't we don't think of it as as any place where people are, or concentration levels are. Uh, so it's yeah, it's it is just a a mess. So every thought uh, in the world uh, for for them, and really hope that uh, the cleanup isn't as treacherous as it looks because it looks just holy, holy awful. I don't know if you have you seen the roads. I've seen the pictures, but I didn't realize it was still going on. Like there's been more aftershock, than just aftershock after aftershock, okay. and the aftershock. So this was a seven. I mean, when you when think about it, the, the Northridge quake of 1994, Northridge, California, was a 6.4, wow. right? And it just tore the mother out of out of that whole area of, of California, which is, the, which is in the San Fernando Valley. So this is far, far stronger of a quake. What they started having were aftershocks, and the aftershocks weren't like a 1.6, a 2.4, 3.5, 4.1, wow. 5.0. Constant. So those are whole new earthquakes. Those are whole new earthquakes. Exactly right. Just incredible. Wow. Incredible on how bad uh, and how bad it has been uh, for them, and how bad it might very well be uh, for them. And I can't tell you if it means like like is is, this is the Pacific Rim still? So is is this uh, a conversation of things to come? Is this uh, a nice relief of pressure to keep other things from happening? I'm very curious to see how like the experts kind of kind of view uh, this story. Now, we were reviewing the bookers, and, and where are you on this right now, Fingers Malloy? Where? It's fantastic. Especially with the ice and having it melt just a little bit. I Like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, and I know that we have a bunch of new people tuning in right now over oh, our Facebook Lord, Live. April. I still don't like it, <laughs> FYI. I don't even know why you do the podcast. It's clear. There are very few bourbons where you're like, oh, this is good. Literally, it has to taste like candy or come directly out of Matthew McConaughey's mouth. Oh my god! And like a baby bird, you 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 drink from it, and you're like, ah, the joy. If it were Zima, I think she'd be all over it. We will review well, Zima. You, no, I think this is very good. Fingers. Oh, I, I do too, especially uh, chilled and with the ice melting just a little bit. I, lately, we've been doing the chips. Yeah, I usually prefer the the one big cube, but in this situation, I look. This is I think the this is my favorite bourbon that we've uh, reviewed so far. Yeah, on the show, uh, it's it, it it's got that little bit of 
when you when you take uh, your first drink, it does burn just a little bit. It lets you know that it's there, right. but uh, it's smooth. And I I'm just a big fan of this. Yeah, and me too. I, I'm I'm very happy uh, with the Booker's, and Booker's should be Booker's is a bourbon that should be in your uh, in in your bar. It should be in the home bar. This is this is as solid as you can. This is wonderful. This is easy. This is smooth. It definitely. Yes, uh, sorry, I, and then the the experts will tell me, or the guys who, um, you know, uh, will tell me that somehow it's uh, it's 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 wrong to do it with a chip. It's wrong to put too much water in it. You know, I, I the big the big block I think adds too much water, so I'm happier with this. I am absolutely positively happier uh, with this. But I I I, I want to. We're gonna get to cigars in in just a minute. But the the story of the Patagonia CEO is great. And I'm overjoyed with it. And I want to I wanna make sure everybody knows what this story is. Because this is a great example of people thinking they're giving this big political burn when they're actually telling a whole different story uh, that they didn't intend to tell. And it's kind of incredible. So the CEO of Patagonia um, is this woman by the name of uh, Rose Marcario. M-A-R-C-A-R-I-O. Now, I don't, I don't know Rose Marcario. I don't know, I don't know anything about Rose Macario, and she might be uh, uh, a terrific and wonderful person, whatever the case may be. Patagonia is a company that they make clothing, and they're always worried about the outdoors because they're really that's what they're all about, and they they make donations back to the outdoors. It's their company; they can do whatever they want. I don't I don't care about that. Well, the people over at Upworthy write a an, a headline: Patagonia CEO is donating the company's entire ten million dollar Trump tax cut to fight climate change. And I think they see this as like this, this huge burn on, on, on Donald Trump. And she actually wrote, based on last year's irresponsible tax cut, Patagonia will owe less in taxes this year, $10 million less. Instead of putting the money back into our business, we're responding by putting $10 million back into the planet. Our home planet needs it more uh, than we do. Two things here. First, it's your company. Do whatever you want with it. Buy Patagonia clothing. Don't buy Patagonia clothing. I think they make pretty good stuff. It seems to be pretty warm. It keeps people comfortable. Uh, it seems to be fashionable. Some. You know, nothing, nothing wrong with that whatsoever. Is it somehow a big deal that she's not putting it back into her company and she's putting it in, donating it to quote unquote environmental causes? Well, it's only a big deal if you work for Patagonia and you're like, whoa, whoa, so I don't, I don't get a bonus? Every, every other schmo and schmuck and fool got a bonus. They got 1000 bucks, 5000 bucks, or stock, or maybe they got a new watch. I don't know. Someone brought them some meatloaf for lunch, whatever, whatever the case may be. Yeah. Meatloaf is a bonus. Christmas uh, and, and, and I don't get anything? All right, you know what? Maybe the people who work in Patagonia, they're, they're okay with this. But you got to admit, it's, it's, it's their company, right? You can do with it what you want. Yeah, absolutely. I don't, it, know, I don't know what it's the... It's garbage. What? Uh, no, no. Th- I'm not saying that someone should step in and stop them. But if I'm a, a, an employee of this company, if you go right. to if you go to their Wikipedia uh, page, it says uh, as of uh, 2017, it was estimated they had a thousand employees. That's a ten thousand dollar bonus wow. per employee True. if they would have handed it back to their employees instead of pulling this political stunt. Garbage. But, see, but the problem is, I'd be mad as an employee. You'd be mad as an employee. I get that, and so they have to deal with the fallout from that. The problem is, is that it's getting pushed. As a political stunt, and people are like, you know, good on, good on uh, uh, Patagonia, and they're really showing uh, Trump how to how to do things. It proves the Trump tax cut absolutely positively right, and it proves that these theories about economics are true. It isn't. You're not better off. No one's better off 
when the government decides you have to pay this and you have to pay that. Patagonia was able to choose what they did with $10 million. And their own money. That's the ballgame. The power was given back to them and they made a decision. Now, their decision happened to be F their employees. Right. Right. I mean, that was that was the whole as fingers is pointing out. That's their decision. But like, did she not realize that in or the people writing these articles not realize that all you're doing is proving Trump right? I mean, that's all you did. Right. Because a lot of us would look at the article and go, wow, a 10 million dollar tax cut. That's awesome. And other many most other businesses would say the same thing. They'd be like, wow, where do I get my 10 million dollar tax cut? Or yeah, I don't other- I don't I don't I don't know how that even is supposed to. To, to be to be like a, a really big problem that that she's doing this, and they're all gonna throw it out there as like this big burn and this big slam on uh, on, on Donald Trump. Everybody's missing the mark, and it's important that we don't miss the mark. The purpose of tax cuts, the point of tax cuts, is that the money belongs to you. I, now, don't tell me if you're a Republican or Democrat. I don't I don't I don't care. It, may, it means no. It makes no difference to me. But the 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 money belongs to you. And you know best how to spend it. If you want to spend it on some environmental cause, uh, go right ahead. I'd rather you engage some kind of conservation cause, conservationism, way better than environmentalism, because the environmentalists seem to be crazy. Like, they, see, they seem to be, like, flat-out dangerous, right? Conservationists, uh, they think we should have forests. And I'm, I'm down with the idea of having forests. I'm not opposed to this concept at all. Even the whole idea of con- conserving as opposed to what the environmentalists have become, which is this very radical kind of, kind of dealing. But aren't you better off making the decision on your own? Who, who farms that out to somebody else? It's your $10 million. You know, do with it, do with it what you will. Well, first of all, they're getting more pop uh, from this than, say, giving their employees a $10,000 bonus. That's that's what I think. Uh, if first of all, they gave their employees a ten thousand dollars. They'd be getting the from Trump. He'd right. be like, "Oh wow, look at this company! They just gave their employees ten thousand dollars." That's what the spin. And would they don't be. want that. Yeah, it would be a little tiny blip of a story because it would be a positive story about how Donald Trump's tax cut benefited the employees of this company. Instead, this is po- poking a finger in the eye at, at the, the the tax cut, which is good. Uh, for the narrative. And then on top of it, oh, we're taking that money and we're donating it to climate change, which all it is, they're donating money to nonprofits right. that are just, uh, we've, we've talked about other nonprofits that have nothing to do with climate change, like PETA, you know, spending money on ridiculous stunts. Uh, this money, it, there, nothing is going to be affected. Uh, the climate is not going to be affected by the fact that this company is spending $10 million of its money to f- battle climate change. Right. But because right. most of us, cons- not most, most conservatives don't really care about climate change or don't think it's real, but so that it's just their way of obviously trying to bash Trump and conservatives. It doesn't make any sense, though. It doesn't make any sense. It should make them say, you know what? We can go out there and we can do with our money and we can give as we need to and we as a company can be more impactful. And especially when they, when you consider that a company like Patagonia hates where Trump is on climate, hates where he is on the on the on the Paris Climate Accords, hates where he is on a whole host of things, they can go be more impactful because of this tax cut. So why is it that they're now going to celebrate people like Nancy Pelosi and, and Chuck Schumer who are hell bent on getting rid of these tax cuts? Somehow that's gonna create a, a fairer, better, kinder, more more loving and valuable society. You just spent ten million dollars the way you saw fit. What's what could be better than that? I'm telling you, this story is like the, uh, people taking it wrong, seeing it wrong, uh, kind of 
it's, it's, it's like they refuse to notice what it actually is. They're so desirous to... I don't understand Trump hate from anybody, right? Policy disagreements and, and policies that you don't like, I get. But that you hate the guy so much that everything is somehow seen as, as, as something you can't be okay with, totally verboten, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Can't you see that this worked out better for Patagonia than, than, it, than it did for anybody else? This worked out great for Patagonia. Now, not great for Patagonia employees. Again, screwed. But it worked great for, for them as, as, as a company to do what they want. Why can't anybody just see that? Why can't we just be like, you know what? I hate Trump, but man, tax cuts really do allow people to do with their money as they see fit. That's really important. Why can't they do that? Why can't they just say that? And it's, it's not the worst thing in the world. Because it shows that the private sector knows what to do more with its money and in a more efficient manner than government. Yeah, it's because they do. <laughs> listen, listen, Patagonia just told you what they value. Right? They're, they're putting their money where their mouth is. And so why shouldn't we want everybody to do that? This is the part that kind of blows my mind. We should want everybody to do exactly that. To be able to say, put your money where your mouth is. Do what you think is best. Uh, listen, I, I come to Blend Bar Cigar, where we record this podcast. Uh, right there in Indianapolis. Four locations all across the country. They're in Pittsburgh, they're in Nashville, they're in Houston, and they're right here in Indianapolis. And we come, and we drink the bourbon, and we smoke the cigars. And this is, I, I choose this, right? I mean, other places that I do enjoy, but I choose uh, this. I want to make this choice. I don't want it made for me, and someone's going to send me uh, to go have cigars at Jack in the Box or something, because I don't think it's the same. I mean, uh, don't get me wrong, curly fries and cigars goes great, but it's just not what I want. I know what's best for me, and I think it's great when other people get to do what's best for them and I think it's stunning if not sick that people are like yeah I know this is best for me but 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 screw it screw it I, I don't want I, I I it's it's Trump it's evil it's bad that's just too dumb for words that's just too dumb for words we, there's so much to get into we're getting into the cigar eat drink smoke Eat, drink, smoke. Tony Katz, along with April D. Gregory and Fingers Malloy. Oh, the smoke. The smoke. Now, as I said, like one of the things we want to do is get people ready for, for Christmas and giving the right gifts for the right purpose, and which is important because I think very often people give uh, the wrong gift for uh, the purpose. They, they overdo or they underdo, and they don't know what fits for, for what occasion. You know what I mean? So, so you got to you kind of know well, the gift you're buying your father-in-law is way different than the gift you're getting your coworker. They're very different things, and I want to help as much as, as we can uh, on the cigar side, get people the right gifts. So one of the things you hear me talk about, and we've mentioned it here on the show many, many times, is that if you're just starting with a cigar, uh, I start with Brickhouse. Brickhouse is where I begin with a lot of people um, because it's, it's an easy price point, 6 or $7 a stick. Uh, it always smokes a fantastic. It's into the into the full-bodied uh, kind kind of smoke. Uh, this is a Habano a wrapper. This is a Nicaraguan uh, cigar. This is made by the people uh, over at J.C. Newman, which is like a famous name, beyond famous name uh, in 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 cigars uh, for sure. All right, it's going to be a very earthy cigar. It's going to have some almost coffee uh, to it. It's going to have kind of a a sweet finish uh, towards it, especially as you go through. And it's one of those for me. Those few cigars that kind of kind of keep its its flavor profile 
all the way through. Very often a cigar is, is broken up into thirds. First third, second third, third third. See what I did there? Uh, this is going to keep it all the way through. And because of its price, and the construction is great. I mean, this is, this is it's fantastic. It, you don't care if it's a golf course. It's, it's the perfect golf course cigar. So if somebody golfs a lot, this is the cigar. You don't want to be giving somebody $30 cigars for a golf course. That's what you smoke after the golfing is done. If somebody is a fisherman, you don't want to be giving them a cigar where if they drop it into, into wherever it is they're fishing, they actually feel bad. That's not the reason. Pick up another one and light it. That's what you want. So this is uh, the, 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 the brick house here. We're doing, um, I think this is, a, this is a Toro here, or is it a double Corona? That we're we're on this one. Uh, no, no, no. We are. I, we're on. We're on a Toro, right? Uh, six by fifty-two is where we are in, in 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 this one right here. I know that I've talked about it, guys. You have not smoked it until right now. Where are you, April D. Gregory? I think this is a. I think you're right. This is a great first cigar. I really like it. I mean, I'm not a, a cigar novice. I've had cigars several times, but it's very consistent and um, it's good flavor. Not intense, not, not you know, lots of flavor, but not too intense. And- Which is important, right? Because you want to be able to enjoy it, and you want to be able to, to not get knocked out by it. You want to be able to get into it. Cigars is about getting into it. I had a guy uh, this week, was I was at a wine event, and I was drinking $400 wine. Ooh, food of papa. So wasted on me. You're so bougie. It's, I, I thank you. Thank you. There, there is no basic white girl about me. Um, but it, it's wasted on me. I can't tell you. The difference is I cannot pick it out, and I, and I felt bad that I just I, I couldn't do it. In a cigar, I can. In a wine, I, I can't. So don't start that way with a cigar. It's basically my advice. Start here. Uh, this to the Oliva Serie V, and then branch out. If you can do those two, get yourself some, for me, a baseline, then kind of branch out. But I'm also giving you a baseline in, in more of those uh, Nicaraguans, and maybe you'll be different. That's why you got to try things for yourself. Can't, don't take just my word for it. Well, I was going to ask you, Tony, is this widely available? Because we did have a review on uh, the Eat, Drink, Smoke iTunes uh, review area, which I hope everyone listening right now will run to iTunes and leave us a review. And it was from uh, Jay Shive. Oh, Jay, what's up? And... Uh, Jay Shive said, excellent content. I like to listen while at work. Love the way this podcast is more loose than the radio show. One question, cigar recommendations for somewhat a beginner smoker who doesn't drink. So, Oh, this, this brick house? This is the way to go. For a beginner smoker, the key here is beginner smoker. But what you'll also find is that anybody who knows anything about cigars is like, oh, yeah, brick house, great. They'll, they'll tell you it's great. If you showed up to the golf course, and I use the golf course as an example. I use uh, fishing as an example. Uh, bachelor party. Wedding. If you show up to any of these, because you don't want to overdo it at the wedding, unless you like know the groom and you and, and, and him are going to have a, have a cigar and you're going to you know, spend something like a Zeno Platinum or you're going to go with an Opus X, you're going to go with a, with a 26 or a 64 Padron and, and you're going to spend the money? Oh, sure. Go right ahead. L- live your life. But if you're getting something for the wedding party, this the brick house is a great way to start. No, you don't need to drink with it at all. The idea that you need to drink anything with a cigar, which is a whole other conversation I got into because the, the people I was with, they were wine drinkers and how they love to drink wine with a cigar. Not a chance in hell. I'm doing it right now. I know you are doing it right now. You're, what are you, you're drinking a cab, right? I am. I can't. It's just it, the, the, the two kind of feelings that it creates in the mouth just... They, they can't they make it a, just a wholly unenjoyable experience 
even even though we review bourbon here, the, when I do smoke, I'm usually drinking nothing. It's water, coffee. I find that I do enjoy coffee with a cigar, mm-hmm. right? But the idea that you have to have a drink with a cigar is just it, that's ridiculous. That's crazy. So yeah, so this is a this is absolutely a good one and and a, and a great way to 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 to, to start. And and there oh there it is uh, there. I'm looking at it right now uh, from 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 Jay Shive. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's totally true. If one of the big things is that there are no rules. And now that's true about wine as well. There are no rules. What somebody says is like the cream of the crop. Maybe not. It all depends on whether you like it. All does. Like I I am much more a fan of Nicaraguans than I am of uh, Dominicans. Just always have been. However, what we review here, I think we've reviewed more Dominicans because of a blend and blend bar cigar where we do the podcast uh, than, than anything else. You got to go find your thing. And it's why the, the, the number one question I'm asked about cigars, other than uh, do you have one I can have, is, is what, what's your favorite smoke? Don't have one. Absolutely don't have one. I have some things in my humidor. Uh, for, for sure, I've got Liga Pravada in, 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 in my humidor. I do have uh, some Cohibas that were given to me. Uh, I've got an Alec Bradley in, in my humidor, which we haven't done Alec Bradley yet. Um, but I don't have a specific go-to. I want to try them all. I want to try everything. Well, you appreciate all of them. It's that's Yeah, oh, even the ones that suck. Things. Yeah, you're like, I appreciate this. So I don't want to pick a favorite and keep going to the same thing all the time, right? You want to be able to enjoy all of them? I do, most I do. Them. Like, they're... So, I, I don't, I don't want to ever, ever slight the good people at Nat Sherman, the townhouse in Manhattan, which if you haven't been, it's almost a religious experience. But Nat Sherman makes the timeless. And Nat Sherman makes the 75th anniversary and the 85th anniversary. And this is the second time in the past three months where I've had a Nat Sherman and I get a hit of ammonia. Oh. Which happens. It's, it's, at least it happens to me. It's a hit of ammonia. You're like, what the hell? And I'm like, okay, we're done here. I'm all, and I, put it, I don't care how much I smoke to it. I'm done. I'm on to the next cigar. So there's something going on there that just, for me, isn't going to work. Just doesn't connect in any way, shape, or form. But the Brick House, great way to start everywhere. Now I want some French fries. <laughs> as, the idea that this was written as an article is proof positive that we've run out of things to talk about. It was the New York <laughs> Times that put out an article uh, about French fries uh, and how French fries are just absolutely horrible for you because, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's potatoes and that's, it's, the, it's, the most, uh, it's the least important of the vegetables. It, it doesn't have any nutrients in it. And when you peel it, it's, it's, even, it's even less. You know, and, and Hanukkah starts tonight, it's the- so it's all about potato pancakes, which are joyous. Mm. That's oh. different, though. These, this is because it, the fries are fried in the oil. The oil is the problem with the potatoes, not Well, the whole thing, they, they refer to it, I think, as a starch bomb or something right. uh, just, just terrible. So it's this whole idea of, you know, um, uh, do a side salad and just a handful of fries. Now, the New York Times writing about this is only proof that they've run out of things to say. <laughs> All the news that fits the print, you know what? They printed all the news that was fit. They've got nothing else. And they've got this. Um, nobody who wants fries, by the way, wants a side salad. But the, one, the, the part that I found interesting was that here is the New York Times basically telling you, hey, you know, they're bad for you. Here, have less of them. But, you know, if you have more, it's on you, Fatty McFatterson. Or, or it's on you, uh, Diabetes Boy. Or it's on you, Heart Attack Future. Right? That, that's all on you. And that is so it's one of the, it's again, it's like the second thing, like with the Patagonia story. Here they are talking about the importance of like individual responsibility and self-reliance. And and I don't even think they realized it. 
I love the story in, in, in that regard. But who doesn't know that French fries are bad for you? Who? I, I think we're all in on it, right? Tony. You know, if I go to McDonald's, which I do on several occasions, and I get myself a Big Mac meal, uh, I got to get it supersized, even though they don't call it supersized anymore. I'm in on the transaction. This is really bad for me. Right. You should be. By the way, is it called a Big Mac meal? A combo. Yeah. Speaking it's of the number you, one, did you hear about the Happy Meal dilemma now? Yeah. There are people who want to get rid of the gendered toys that come with a Happy Meal. Because, you know, they sometimes have a a boy's toy and a girl's toy. So they're putting up a massive stink that McDonald's should just get rid of all the gendered toys. Why can't you simply ask for the other toy? Why why is every... April, why do we fight? Why can't anything just be simple? Why can't we all just get along? I know. Well, you know what Chick-fil-A does. Do they even give toys? They do give toys, and they're happy. And you can choose in their kids' mail. You can choose between their their gender neutral, their books, and their things you color. And you can choose the over three toy, or you can choose the three and under toy. Oh, so and they're it's ages. geared. It's geared right, towards right. your child's development level, and it's a coloring book or a build your own crocodile or whatever. So it's perfectly. There's no issue there because Chick Fil A thinks ahead of this stuff. But I, do, wait, do you think that McDonald's isn't? Th- it, they're not thinking. They're just no. Being too- it's just always been that way for McDonald's, and it wasn't a problem twenty years ago. It's still when I was not a, kid. a problem. And people are people are making it a problem. They're desperate to have a problem. They're never so happy. Times are when- times are really good right now. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I mean, this is what you got to complain about. <laughs> happy Meal toys. Yeah, so when the real travesty with the Happy Meal is they don't give it to you in that little box anymore with the arches on top. How do they give it to you? In a bag. In a, bag. In a sack. Really? Yeah. They don't do the little thing? No. Nope. Huh. I didn't even notice. The little red box with the arches? Losers. Well, it's bad for the planet. There have been times yeah. where, where my kids are like, I don't want this toy. We, we've asked for an exchange right. of a toy. It's, and, and like everyone, no one's ever said, well, we do not exchange toys here. As you know, we are McDonald's and we have chosen what is the proper toy for your child. That's your child never, is a boy. They yeah. should be having this toy. Never oh. once has Yul Brenner come around from, from the back and said, you will, drink, you will use the toy that we have given you and I will free the Israelites. It has never, it has never come up. Yet. <laughs> Don't they He's, know who the, you the, are? The, man, the man's dead. The man's dead. Yul Brenner is not coming Spoiler around. Spoiler alert. <laughs> But it is. It's just everybody wants to be angry about everything. And everybody wants you to somehow react blindly to their anger. Just just go ask for another freaking toy. And by the way, is that why you got the Happy Meal for the toy? The, throw the toy out. Well, that's what the kids got the yeah, Happy Meal for. I mean, got. You well, got the Happy Meal because you didn't want to cook dinner. We're still of the generation. <laughs> yeah. Of the generation that Lazy used to moms. get used to get prizes and cereal, and they limited that eliminated that like in, well, in the nineties. Well, do you still get a prize in like Cracker Jacks? You're, no. Oh, maybe I don't know if they, yeah, they nobody still gets make Cracker Jacks anymore. Those aren't cool. Really? Yeah, Cracker Jacks aren't a thing. No wait, no one eats Cracker Jacks. I, I mean, old no, people, no, hold on. Crunch and munch. Hello, isn't yeah. that the same thing? Kids don't know what Cracker Jacks are. I'm trying to think of the last time I actually had a Cracker Jack. What? Oh my gosh. When I was a kid at my grandparents' house, they used to always have Cracker Jacks. Is that, that true? Yeah. Oh, not but us. Not in, not in decades. Did, they, did, you, did you have that at your, your, your Meemaw's house there? We fingers? had Crunch and Munch. Did you? That's what the kids ate. Ah. We loved it. You know what we had at my grandmother's house? Brisket. It, it was a very, very different way to grow pork up. Pork brisket or beef brisket? What do you mean pork brisket? What the hell are you talking about? How could there be pork brisket? I'm oh, just kidding. You're right. I was thinking of barbecue in general. Never mind. Brisket. That's... I'm sorry. 
my my Jewish grandmother always <laughs> always pulled out the pork. That's it was, was like, like here, Bubala, <laughs> have this before high holidays. But first, let us engage in the Hebrew. Baruch Atah. Oh, it, Happy Hanukkah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> but this, you know what we have for Hanukkah? No pork. But this no is pork. so New York. Isn't it? I mean, going back to the Bloomberg era where they wanted to limit your Mountain Dew intake. So this was all his fault. He's the one that started this trend. Well, the whole, well, it was it was the it was the it was the size of the big gulp, right? And then it was the whole salt conversation, and then it was the trans fats conversation, which actually I think is worth going to war for, because how dare you tell a baker they can't use butter? Let me tell you something. You know what baked goods are without butter? Nothing. They're not. They're they're garbage. They're crap. Butter they're third is the rate. Best healthiest option for, of any of those fats and oils and whatnot. How else are you going to get a flaky crust? How else? I mean, if without butter, all French cuisine would just fall down and die. That's it. So that and it's totally worth going to war over. Do you so think yeah. you can even get Alestra in Paris? You think you can? I'm I'm sure you can. But the people who do it hate themselves even <laughs> even more than they do for just being French. By the way, have we discussed the riots going on in France? We have not. There is a fuel tax riot going on in France. It's been going on now for a few weeks. People taking to the streets, they're just, they're, they're destroying themselves, destroying shop windows, uh, which doesn't make any sense. Like, what does some shop uh, down, down Rue whatever have to do with, with uh, uh, Emmanuel Macron engaging a, a, a gas tax? He is very much likely, the, 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 the president of France, not going to win re-election. Oh, and the best part is the only way you hear about him is when like CNN or MSNBC is lauding him for going after Trump during the World War One celebrations. They hate him in France. All politics are local. They hate that dude with everything in them. And they're literally setting the entire city of Paris on fire. Well, that's the thing. Paris is on fire right now. And you're not hearing about this through the mainstream media. And why is that? Because this isn't uh, a situation where they are rioting over uh, capitalism or climate change. or it, This is, they're, they're rioting because of a fuel tax. Yeah. This and is, by the way, the police are using tear gas, stun grenades, and water cannons. And you would think, April D. Gregory, that you, the use of tear gas against women and children, that should be, I that heard, should be front page I news. heard that was front, I front heard that was a horrible news. thing. Oh. The, the, the whole idea of this, this gas tax, by the way, um, only proves that everything that, that these, these socialists kind of present, when the end comes, they can't actually implement them. And that's, like, that's the problem. And, and that's the question I would love for like, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to be asked, that for Bernie Sanders to be asked, don't, don't allow them to pivot off, but rather... Here are the people that you want to model after. Here are everything they've said. And here's what's happened. Why is it that, how, that you think that somehow you're going to be able to do it differently? It doesn't work out differently. It always works out the same way. And it doesn't matter where you go. Right? So, and, and I think that's one of the reasons that, that media doesn't cover it. And what do they cover instead? How aggrieved we are by the Happy Meal toy. It makes me wonder if we are really just all incredibly dumbed down. Like, I've always fought that. I've always fought that idea that somehow we're, 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 we're being talked down to. Well, no, no, not that we're being talked down to, but somehow we have been dumbed down, that we don't recognize the difference. Right. But, like, 
why not? There are real important conversations to have, and we're worried about whether the toy and the with with the with the fast food and the French fries you shouldn't be eating for your kids are pink or blue. Well, it it goes back to you know you and I uh, we we've talked about this previously where I I when we talked about immigration and I said this problem is never going to get solved because it. It generates money, and I feel like the whole thing is gen- this is whole of uh, Vince McMahon kind of thing where uh, we have a good guy, bad guy, and they're really not interested in solving problems. There's a really good TED talk that was just posted by uh, it was uh, by Eric Bischoff, and uh, you know I'm not a big wrestling guy. You know I used no, to watch, you should be. I, I used to watch I wrestling back in the day, but Eric Bischoff run, ran the WCW until it tanked, and the WWE bought. Uh, the WCW, but he he had this TED talk where he talked about how the, the media today has taken a lot of what professional wrestling used to use, and it's they, they try to make you feel and not make you think, and that's what I feel like is happening today is the the kind of stuff that we're talking about where the the you get three people talking and they're they're generating anger over a particular issue and you're not critically thinking about it if you go back to uh, AOC we like to call her uh, Andrea uh, Ocasio-Cortez no we do not like to call her (laughs) but uh, the AOC there's um, MBS Rahman bin Salman. But, there's but, RBG for Ruth Bader Ginsburg, <laughs> and then there's there's we're not the AOC. Making AOC, but, a but thing. the carbon tax, these fuel taxes, these are the kind of things that will hurt the poor over and over and over again. These aren't helping the poor. This isn't bringing people out of poverty. These kind of uh, policies are going to cripple the poor even more than they are right now. Soda tax, tax on the poor. Yes. Meat tax, which is being discussed right now in the UK, a tax on the poor. Cigarette tax. Tax on the poor, but you have always, but you have always to these think taxes. about that. But instead, no, it feels good that okay, this is what we're doing. We're appealing to feelings rather than critical thought. This is these are job killing, poverty enhancing policies that poverty are being inducing. Proposed. Right? Yes. No, you're you're listen. You're completely not wrong uh, about that. And it's I, uh, it, the question becomes exactly where how do you, how do you push back? It's obvious. That so much of cable news isn't interested in news, right? And I've always said that doesn't mean that there aren't good reporters at CNN, right? Of course, there are good reporters at CNN, right? Fox has got their mission. CNN's clearly has their mission. MSNBC has their mission. Of course, there are good reporters in these places and say otherwise is nuts. But when does the pushback happen? What is it that needs to take place in order for uh, one of these cable networks to stop? And and you can say what you want about CNN. CNN is the anti-Trump network no right. matter what, right? This is where they've made their bones, and they're going to ride this to the very, very end, right? But when like a guy like Don Lemon uh, goes out there and, and puts words into the mouth of Kanye West's dead mother <laughs> and, and goes on these, these kinds of um, uh, black people who don't agree with me are racist, right? He's black, and the black people don't agree with me, they clearly are, are traitors or, or, or these kinds of things. What, what, the, the only answer I can come to and it's the answer I hate. I hate it. Is the idea of the boycott? Because I'm not. I'm not interested in boycotts. I don't want to be bothered. And people on the political right don't do boycotts well, right? No. And so, but but when you take a look at the political left, they do them all the time for everything, and they have success with them. So when fifty thousand people decide that something CNN did was just beyond the pale, and they show up at the New York studios or the Atlanta studios, and they demand it stop, and they pick one sponsor. One CNN sponsor and the whole of people, uh, you know, who are disgusted by this, whether it be political right or, or whomever, says we're not buying this anymore. 
we just don't buy this anymore. We don't show up. As a matter of fact, we're going to go to the stores and tell people to turn around and go the other way. We're going to create human chains and blockades, and we're going to say, don't shop at these stores. Maybe then the, store, the, the, the sponsors will get the message, and CNN will get the message, or MSNBC, or Fox, or, or pick, pick your Washington Post, New York Times, pick whomever. But, like, the, that moment never comes. And I'm, that's not me, like, advocating for, for anything violent at all. It's me asking the question of at what moment do you get people to say, you know what, we've had it. And we're not going to just keep taking it. We're going to get them to stop. And all you have to do is pick one. Just pick one sponsor on one network and demand that it end. And you might get somewhere. That's, that's true, Tony. But I, I think what you're seeing right now is there's a silent boycott going on. I mean, you see the ratings over at CNN. There isn't someone standing up and saying, boycott CNN. People are just turning it off. I mean, I, I, a friend of mine, SC Cup, she hosts a show on the weekend. She just posted uh, a, a thing on her, uh, her Instagram. CNN's SC Cup Unfiltered beats Fox leads time slot and other key demo during november that's the only show that even comes close to beating any of most of the their nickelodeon is beating uh tell CNN. me how it has hurt their bottom line I, tell me care? how well if they the the answer has to be somewhere and you know who has to care the sponsor who allows some of these things to happen right. and par- by the way i'm not saying that they should be off the air but the whole conversation got into the idea of what is it that we cover in this just little roundabout here. This was like talk about holy the part of the, the, the joy of this podcast. We start we have an idea of what we're going to talk about. And, and here and here we are. Right. It just it, it, it rolls like that. We're this is a story about Happy Meals having the wrong gender toys. <laughs> And not a, it's and and that's the thing that that leads America. If you take a look at what gets clicks, it doesn't matter on radio, right? For for both shows, it doesn't matter how in depth I can get or how or how you know I can break something down. The cultural thing about the Kardashians gets more clicks. That's a problem. How do you fix that problem? Well, part of fixing that problem is the people who actually want. News to be news again and not not opinion. I don't mind opinion. Hell, I'm in the opinion game. That's what I do. I'm not a news guy. I want my news to be news. That's all I'm asking for. And the only way to do that is to tell the sponsors, you can't support the things that don't actually do news. Do you think, though, that this has turned into a lot, how politics has turned into, and it's this. Um, you look at uh, like negative ads, and people say they hate negative ads, but they're effective. You, 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 you see where... Uh, approval ratings in Congress. Oh, everybody stinks except for my guy. Do you, do you think that people have gotten uh, so used to how news is presented to us now to where they're saying, you know what, we want it just straight down the middle. We don't want all this, but you know what, I'm going to keep watching what I like in my little bubble because that's the way it is now. So there isn't that big of a demand for change that there should be because people all agree, a lot of people agree with what you're saying. That's like, oh gosh, news presented now isn't the way it was 30 years ago and I kind of like the way it was then. But I'm still secure in my bubble right now. I, I'm going to watch my Fox. I'm no. going to watch my MSNBC. And there isn't that huge groundswell of demand for change because people are just so resigned to the well, fact that it won't change and it will be in this bubble. We've discussed this before. In April, I know we've discussed this before. This is the whole idea of confirmation bias, right? People right. search out the news that makes them feel good about the thing they already believe as opposed to finding things that give them the reality of what it is they're talking about. And it happens everywhere and all the time. And 
Of course, this is what people do, and it, it, yeah, it's a problem, and it's a problem on the left and the right. I mean, let's let's nobody is is innocent in the in this whole deep conversation. It is a problem everywhere. But this is a great example. France is on fire. Happy meal toys. I mean. If, if that is not like the best one-two punch, if that's not the, the shot chaser of the problem of news in, 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 in America, why do you think I'm wrong, April? You look no, at me kind of skeptically. I mean, you're talking about Happy Meals will have French fries, which are like France. So that's just people's way of caring is by... What? I don't know. <laughs> Bourbon to Cabernet. I'm going to set my wine Bourbon down to right Cabernet. Now. That's April D. Gregory. Now... Uh, podcast goes continually uh, and is going well and there's so much more to this and the snack size edition you get it all when you subscribe on iTunes iTunes Eat Drink Smoke is where you subscribe and leave a review now for the people who left reviews in November we're going to be picking a winner we're going to be sending a, uh, a, little, a little gift love out uh, to them and we're going we're gonna to work another contest for them to make sure we get more reviews going on uh, out there and more things happening uh, so the bourbon was Booker's Great gift for the holidays. You will never go wrong. Now, is that the gift to get a coworker? Maybe not. Is that a gift to get a client? Yes, most definitely. Is that a gift for, for to bring to the in-laws? Absolutely. That's a nice. That's a respectable bourbon. If you like them. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 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 Uh, otherwise, Thunderbird. Um, <laughs> Then on the cigar, it's Brickhouse, right? Brickhouse is the uh, cigar. If you're if you're just treating everybody and and they're new to cigars, if you're going to uh, the bachelor party or the wedding, you're on the golf course, uh, you're 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 doing something outdoorsy, and you're not worried about it. If if you know that you you have somebody in your life who likes to smoke a cigar while they're mowing the lawn, if they drop one, who cares? Brickhouse is the way to go. And if you're just getting started in cigars, perfect. They also have a Maduro. They also have, I believe, a Connecticut shade. I'm talking about going with the Habano wrapper. You can try the others. They're, they're really good. So go with the Habano uh, wrapper. Subscribe to the podcast. Extremely important to do, if you don't mind. iTunes, Eat, Drink, Smoke. Find everything at TonyCats.com as well. April D. Gregory on Twitter at April D. Gregory. By the way, if, if you, you want uh, what do you know what Cabernet you were drinking? It, it was just the house. I don't know what it was. It was just the house, Cab? Yeah. yeah, you don't care. It's crazy strong it's there good. as well. It's good. <laughs> Schmoo from bourbon to Cabernet. You, it, 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 should we start reviewing wines? We can review wines. Can we? Yeah. There are no rules. Okay. There are absolutely. Oh, fingers to It's so sad. I'm oh, my God. Oh, my God. Like I'm, I'm checking. I never I'm, thought I'm I'm I, I I haven't cried since my mom died. <laughs> I think you just <laughs> said, oh you're going to review wine. <laughs> we, we will do one. We will we do one do wine like review. We could do tequilas or margaritas. In 2019, we'll do that. Okay. In, you honestly. We should do champagne for New Year's, obviously. Oh, dear God. See what you started, Dear Tony. Goodness. You open the door. This is Fingers D. Malloy, by the way, Facebook.com slash Fingers Malloy Radio uh, is where you find Fingers him. Fingers T. Malloy. Fingers, Fingers T. Malloy? Tiberius Malloy. Fingers, did I call him Fingers D. Malloy? Did I? <laughs> yes. Did I really? Yeah. Oh, man, maybe I've been drinking your wine there. Bro. I, don't, I don't know what the hell happened. Fingers Malloy Radio is where you find is where you find him. Uh, radio host uh, in Michigan, of course, podcast Snark Factor. Uh, and then uh, everything, TonyCats.com, Facebook, Tony Katz Radio, Twitter at Tony Katz, Instagram, uh, Tony Katz. Glad you're with us. Eat, drink, smoke. <laughs>